Peace, beautiful people. Welcome to the All Things Eat podcast. I am your host, Quay Weston, or most people call me Kane. Uh, today, I have reached out to a fellow, um, and a great person doing amazing work in Atlanta, Georgia. Goes by the name of Travis Reeves. Uh, he is a IT consultant, entrepreneur, and most really cool about this gentleman is he is doing amazing work with a organization called Kids Next Code that he founded. Um, so he's going to tell us a little bit more about that. But Travis, before we get into all the deep questions, how about introducing yourself to the people? Sure. Hey, everyone. I'm Travis, uh, founder of Kids Next Code, um, IT professional. I've uh, been a founder of Kids Next Code for a little over three years now. Awesome. So awesome. And I know I want to get this out of the way because I always do this late and I want to make sure we get people connected to you early in the interview. Um, so as they listen, they can have, you know, something to scroll through and look through and make sure they're following you. So how can people follow you? What uh, platforms are you on and how can we get connected to you? Sure. Well, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And um, the next kids next code. Uh, that's all one word. So, yeah, people can uh, find me on those platforms. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get into some of this. Some of these, these talks, I'm definitely uh, interested in hearing, you know, where some of the inspiration came from and how you have built what it is that you've created with Kids Next Code. So um, for the people um, that may not know you uh, before Kids Next Code, where were you? What were you doing before this even came to life or came to be a dream of yours? Uh, so really, um, I actually had my own startup uh, before I got into Kids Next Code. I was always really into tech startups and really just wanted to get on the mobile app side of things. Uh, but, you know, seeing that that was a rough industry and, you know, a lot of things didn't pan out. Uh, one of the things I was really always passionate about was teaching. And so that's pretty much what led to Kids Next Code. Uh, you know, me really seeing that it was just an opportunity to educate students. And, I mean, definitely in my community as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And being an IT professional, like you said, I know that tech has been a large part of, you know, just your being in the work that you do. Um, so around what time did you realize that you wanted to utilize those gifts to start uh, Kids Next Code? Around what was the time frame? Um, I, I would really say, I would really say right around the time I had just got my master's because I mm -hmm. went into it, uh, and this was 2013. Okay. And so I went into it thinking, okay, once I get this master's, I'll be able to start, you know, really getting, really syncing up with colleges and being able to, you know, teach online and things like that. And, you know, uh, things happen. And it was one of those situations where I start saying to myself, well, instead of really trying to get on with a college, why not, you know, start your own program? Right. And, you know, I really looked around the community and I saw the community you know, where I grew up uh, within Riverdale, Georgia, where we just didn't have access to a lot of uh, tech programs. And so I think that was that was when it all clicked for me, uh, just already having that passion, you know, to want to teach and to be a teacher. But at the same time, just 
seeing who could really benefit the most from teaching. Hmm. So I would say, yeah, probably around 13, 14 is when it started kind of coming together, the idea. Got it. And what did you get your master's in, if you mind me asking? Uh, it was an MBA. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, you have the business uh, acumen, as they say, or, you know, the knowledge. So definitely I could see how that uh, would inspire you to, you know, start something of your own. And I think um, education is a very uh, not mis mis misunderstood resource, but it's a very valuable resource for people. Um, and having that business knowledge, I know, you know, definitely helps um, with starting whether it's nonprofit or for profit. I, I'm definitely sure that led you put you in a good uh, lane to do what it is that you wanted to do. Um, so I wonder, guess I guess, just tell us a little bit about Kids Next Next Code and what it is that you do with it, um, you know, and why you think that's important work. Sure. So Kids Next Code is an organization I started in 2016, and what we do is we provide tech and STEM programs uh, to students that are in underdeveloped or you know deprived areas. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, students that really just don't have uh, access to uh, these tech programs such as coding, you know, uh, robotics, which is real big now, mm-hmm. and, you know, just a lot of different STEM programs. So that's the purpose of my organization. We want to be able to provide these resources to students, but really provide them at an affordable cost Mm -hmm. because we really don't want to exclude anyone. Um, So just allow them to have easy access to where they can come in. uh, They can, they can learn how to code Mm -hmm. and I teach different variations of it. Uh, Usually I do a class called kids tech day where the students, they'll spend a day, uh, just really learning like different web design, mobile app design, just the fundamentals of it. But I've also uh, partnered with libraries before in different schools where I've been able to offer the program um, at a four-week time period. Awesome. Where we meet once a week and uh, they can they can really, you know, sharpen their skills and really kind of build on what they started each week. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much... Um, the gist of kids and code, just being able to provide these tech and STEM programs uh, to students in underdeveloped areas. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, and I, I think that's what really drew me to, you know, your program. I um, mean, what is it you're doing? I think I actually looked at, um, I think on your Instagram, you had a few f- videos and uh, pictures of the tech day. And I was like, man, this is dope. Like, I wish that existed. I, I mean, it might, but I wish it existed in North Carolina um, in the way that you're doing it. Because I don't think it does, honestly. Um, so it might be an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that would definitely be an opportunity for you. So we, we could talk about that offline and see what we can do with bringing you in this okay. area. Um, so I guess what, in, along with doing the things and doing the work and serving those communities, like what... What keeps you going, right? So it's like you're doing the work and you're seeing kids like light bulbs come on and you're seeing those aha moments happen. Um, so what keeps you going to to grow that and expand that into other places? Yeah, I think it's a few things. I think uh, number one, just I think having a passion for it mm-hmm. because you have to have a passion for the field that you're teaching because 
you always have to find yourself researching because we, as we know, technology is always changing. Always. And so with me already loving technology, um, I find myself usually one, two in the morning, I'm looking up things and researching. (laughs) So I think that helps um, just the fact that it's already a passion there. And I think too, I think when the students and the parents come up to you after the classes and say, you know, instructor reads, I really love this class Mm -hmm. and they don't offer this at my school. And this is so helpful. I'm going to go home and, work on my website or try to work on my robot or try to build another app. You know, I, I think it's just very uh, motivating and it just reminds you, you know, it reminds you every day, like why you do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was actually reading uh, some of the testimonials on the website and mm-hmm. I was like, man, <laughs> you can, to see, to see the impact, you know, it, it's always valuable to you know like hear about it and feel it but like reading it and seeing what other people say about you and what you're doing is is very inspiring even for myself um and i don't teach necessarily um i i definitely love working with youth and youth programming um especially underserved and under-resourced students so this is definitely right up my alley um so leading into that right so how did you you know how did you realize you were capable of of teaching in, in that way, if you're coming from a, um, from what I understand, you know, you weren't, you weren't like teaching or going to school to teach, right? <laughs> right. Right. So how did you realize, you know, I'm capable of doing this or I'm called to doing this work? How, how did that come about? <laughs> you know, that's, that's a good question. So the funny thing is with being an IT consultant, you find yourself a lot of times you have to create a lot of tech documentation Mm -hmm. because you're always having to put together user guides or manuals just so the business can really understand a lot of the technical side of, you know, your organization. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's PowerPoints, you know, you find yourself facilitating different sessions. I find myself facilitating a lot of different meetings. So, I use almost a similar skill set in my day-to-day job. It's Mm. just the only difference is instead of working with adults like I would, you know, during the day-to-day job, you know, you work with kids. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you basically take that same, take those same skills and you take that same documentation that you're creating, but you make it in a way where students can understand it. You know, you really break it down in a way where it's simple for everyone. And I think that's what helped. Mm-hmm. Um, th- believe it or not, that wasn't the hard part. I I think the hardest part was really getting in the door because, like you said, without having experience as a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of places were looking at me in the beginning like, well, you know, what makes you qualified? Right. <laughs> right. You know, so I think what helped was me being able to do a pilot class. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is for one person to really, you know, take interest in you and for you to be able to, you know, do a class and show people that 
you're actually capable. Uh, you're capable of putting together lesson plans. Mm-hmm. You're capable of simplifying simplifying the process for students. And, you know, I, so I think that helped. Got it. So primarily getting your foot in the door, making sure you're making that impact, first of all, is is valuable. Because you, then you have that example that you can show and say, well, this is what I did and I can do this because this is the right. result. Got it. That's dope. That's tight. Um, so I guess with all these things, right, with all the work that you're doing, um, what is your why for this? Like, what are you hoping comes out of Kids Next Co and, and teaching students about a very relevant um, topic and a very relevant subject, especially as they grow in the future and as technology is growing, there's so many opportunities are coming about, especially in Atlanta. Um, I'm reading a lot about Atlanta being a new Silicon Valley, essentially, but for, um, you know, but for most people, especially folks of color. Um, so what are you hoping the outcome is with all these things? I think the biggest thing I want students to take out of it is I want us to change the perception that we have of technology being hard or Hmm. being boring or, you know, you're a nerd because you know how to code. Um, I want students to have exposure. I think that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. because when you get exposed to things at a young age, you know, it sticks with you and you're able to say, oh, you know, I really like this. So now you're able to practice those skills and you're able to continue to grow on those. Um, And, you know, the biggest thing for me, which is, you know, part of the why is I didn't have the same exposure, you know, when I was a student. So, you know, growing up in the area I did, we just didn't have these kind of programs and I felt like I was a little behind the curve when I went to college because hmm. I dig that. I'm taking IT classes, but I have students that came from, you know, uh, they they came from um, really good areas, really nice areas in Georgia, mm-hmm. and they had already taken coding. And so, you know, the first time I learned how to code was actually in college. Hmm. That's the first time I actually got exposed to it. And right. so that's the biggest thing for me. I want students to have that exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I want them to get out of it because that way they're aware of these kind of these kind of uh, programs. They're aware of technology and how powerful it is and yeah. what it can do. And then they can just, you know, start working on their skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a big why. Definitely a powerful why. So thank you thank for you. that. Um, I think I do have a question for you. So is there is there any advice um, that you would give to people that are looking to do kind of what you do, right? So people have various skills and they see, okay, well, particular areas might not get taught graphic design or certain areas might not get taught um, whatever the thing might be, project management, say, just a random example. Um, so do you have any advice you would give to people who are looking to educate others and might not feel like they can? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad you asked that, too. I would say the biggest thing is don't feel like 
everything has to be perfect. Hmm. And, and I think as entrepreneurs, um, you know, we struggle with that. Yep. And I think in the beginning, we just feel like, you know, I don't want to do this event until I make sure I have the best space for it or I have this kind of technology in place or, you know, I need this certain amount of budget, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go towards the event because I want to buy this and I want to buy that. Yeah. I think it's really just doing. I think uh, it starts with, you know, just sitting down and developing a plan, you know, a simple plan. You don't have to get, you know, extremely carried away with it, but mm-hmm. that's a simple, a simple execution strategy. And really just being able to take, um, you know, what you've learned and say, okay, is this lesson plan that I developed, is it at a level where a second grader could understand it? Hmm. I like that. You know, is it at that level? And, you know, and, and then once you feel confident with that, I say it's a matter of just doing, like maybe your first event, you know, you don't have the nicest tech space or, you know, you don't have the spot that's, you know, in Midtown directly in the city. Right. Oh, uh, you know, maybe you start out in the suburbs, maybe like at a small art studio. But I, as you do and as you practice, you, you're going to get better. And right. then people right. will see. And then that's how you grow. Hmm. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Thank you. So in your journey, um, I guess, how has this whole process, right, of, of working in IT and being an entrepreneur and running your own organization, like, how has this journey and this process caused you to grow? I, I, and I'm glad you asked that. I, I think really, uh, just from a confidence standpoint, um, I think confidence, I think an organization standpoint, mm-hmm. just, you know, sharpening your organization skills because that's important. Um, I think just overall, just seeing how powerful something can be, um, you know, if you just stick to it. Right. And, and I think that's really just helped me grow because I've been able to take this and really just apply it to anything. Hmm. You know, whether it's a certification I want to get in IT. Mm-hmm. You know, I can say to myself, well, Look where you were with kids in code. You know, you didn't think initially that would, you know, branch out like it did. So, mm-hmm. you know, why can't you get that certification or, you know, why can't you do this project or the next project? So I, I would say that the confidence and just, you know, the different skills that you learn just running the business, you know, from just... Right being able to network with people and, and meet a lot of good people. I, I think that's been a great thing too. Just the network aspect of yep. it. That's definitely helped me grow. Uh, you know, even networking right now with cool exactly. people like you. So, um, I, I would say that confidence, networking, um, organization skills, and just the research of, you know, learning the different things that's out there in technology. Absolutely. That's so awesome. And I think that speaks to a lot in a lot of the common themes um, when I ask folks that I've interviewed on the podcast so far, like what's your, you know, what would be your advice? And it seems like a lot of it is like do it, like start somewhere, you know, like have your have your basic outline, have your basic guide. 
but essentially like you learn best and and you get to really see what potential you have and what the potential of what you're doing has by doing it <laughs> that's really been exactly um, and it sounds thing. so simple but right it does believe me, we're in our own way a lot of times right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and that's what i'm realizing about myself even sometimes so <laughs> so absolutely <laughs> um and lastly you know as we close um like i said i want to be mindful of time for sure um, my last question to you is, what are you working on, you know, and how can the folks that listen to the All Things Eat podcast support you in the work that you're doing? Yes, thank you. Well, the biggest thing uh, I have coming is in the next couple of weeks, I will actually have my first online video tutorials for mm. Kids Next Code. Awesome. So thank you. Um, I just published a book last fall. But this time I'll have the videos to go along with the uh, lessons in the book. Mm-hmm. Because we know some people, uh, some people are more visual, so they learn better, you know, being able to actually see someone teach a class. Yep, that's me. <laughs> that's me all day. Me <laughs> <laughs> all day. Yeah. And I mean, then you have some people that's the opposite. They may learn better just being able to just read and see pictures and different things like that. So, uh Within this, you'll be able to get the book mm-hmm. and the video. So, so that'll be the good thing. Yeah, so I got that coming. And the next big thing is I'm working on a program. I'm going to do this uh, in late June. But mm-hmm. basically, I'm going to train the trainer pretty much. Yep. So I'm going to be teaching um, teachers, educators, parents, whoever wants to uh, be involved, but I'm going to teach them how how to implement and facilitate their own coding program. Hmm. So that way, if you want to push, you know, a coding program in your community, you can, I'm going to teach you how to do the curriculum, uh, just the different materials, just some techniques. I'm going to have study guides, certificates, just mm-hmm. different things, but I'm going to do a few uh, training sessions this summer where I actually teach, you know, parents, students, mm-hmm. well, parents, teachers, educators, you know, who's ever interested. Right. That's awesome. And I was looking at that. So you might, I might be <laughs> signing up for that <laughs> and coming to Georgia to learn that myself. Um, just because I oh, would cool. really like okay. to have that skill. So I'm definitely stay on me about it and don't let me forget because I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> um, interested in that and I don't want to uh, dis- get distracted or put something in the way that stops me from, from being a part of it. So I definitely am glad that you brought that up because that reminds me too, to check it out continuously. <laughs> For sure. Okay, and, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I said, um, I'll go ahead and thank you um, for this interview, it's been fantastic. Um, you did a great job of of expressing, you know, your passion. I think people really hear, you know, what what moves you, what motivates you, and that's what I really want for this community. So again, thank you, Travis. Yeah, thank you, thank Absolutely. you so much. For the folks that are listening, continue to listen, rate, review the podcast. Of course, um, you can. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag All Things Eat, or on Facebook or on Instagram at All Things Eat. Leave some five-star comments. Leave some amazing reviews. Make sure you tap in with Travis Reeves at all his social media. 
follow what he's doing and continue to support the great work happening in our communities. Peace.